Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 13 of King Arthur's Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. King Arthur's Knights, The Tales Retold for Boys and Girls, by Henry Gilbert. Chapter 13. Of the Rebellion of Mordred and the Death of King Arthur. When Sir Lancelot and all his men had left the realm of Britain, and had betaken themselves to Brittany, where Sir Lancelot had a kingdom of his own, the Saxons began to increase in Britain, both in strength and numbers. Almost daily a long black ship, crammed with pagans, was sighted from some part of the coast, and the British, praying that the fierce pirates would not visit their homes, would watch the terrible warship till it passed, or else, caught unawares, would have to flee inland in a breathless panic, when the dragon-headed prow loomed through the sea-mist, and the barbarous warriors swarmed over the sides and ran knee-deep in the water, their eyes gleaming with the joy of killing, and their hands eager for the looting. Then King Arthur made ready a great host, and for two years he fought in the northern parts against the bands of pirates. Swift were the blows he struck, for the great wide Roman roads were still open not grass-grown and deserted, and with his mounted knights and men he could ride quickly from place to place, striking fiercely and scattering the foul pagans. Ten was the number of these battles which he fought in the north, six against the Saxon pirates and four against the wild cats of Caledonia, whom men called Picts and Scots, and who had ventured south in great numbers as soon as they heard how the king warred with his lords and the rich land was open to plunder. Two others he fought in the south, one against an insolent band of pirates who dared even to attack his palace city of Caerleon upon Usk. But so heavy and deadly a blow did he strike at them then, that from that battle barely a dozen pagans were left to flee like fire to their ships. Not without loss of many of his brave warriors did Arthur win these battles, for the pagans were good men of their hands, and not easily were they beaten. Saddest of all was the loss of the noble Geraint, who, thrusting back the pirates once again from the harbour of Longporth, got his death there with many of his valiant men. When the fame of King Arthur's prowess and the might of his knights had gone abroad among the pagans, they were afraid and would not venture in great numbers to invade the land again, and there was peace and rest in Britain for a space. Then Sir Gawain, remembering his hatred of Sir Lancelot, persuaded the king to make him ready another host, with which to invade the land of Brittany, where Sir Lancelot ruled his kingdom. For a long time the king would not listen to his advice, and the queen, with all her power, strove against Sir Gawain. But that knight and his large following of knights and men-at-arms had been of great service in the recent wars against the pagans, 
and the king could not wholly refuse to listen to Sir Gawain's demands. Also Sir Mordred added his words to those of his brother, and said that men who came from Brittany said that Sir Lancelot was getting him ready a large army, and training many men, although he was at peace with his neighbours in Gaul, but the rumour went, as Sir Mordred reported, that Sir Lancelot was only waiting his time, and when King Arthur should be more than usually pressed by his pagan foes, Sir Lancelot and his great hosts would sail swiftly across the sea and seize the kingdom of Britain. When Arthur, exhausted by war, would be unable to withstand the fresh warriors of Sir Lancelot and would lose both his queen and his crown. For a time the king would not suffer these evil rumours to be mentioned in his presence, but many of his counsellors thought there was much truth in them. At length, so persistent was Sir Mordred and those whom he craftily persuaded to believe him, that for sheer weariness the king consented to take an army across to Brittany, and to demand that Sir Lancelot should own that the king was his overlord, and that he should do homage to King Arthur for his kingdom. The host was prepared. Therefore, and at a meeting of his council, King Arthur made his nephew, Sir Mordred, regent of Britain, to rule in the king's place while he should be abroad, and Queen Guinevere he placed under the governance of Sir Mordred, as well as the officers of the court. When they had passed the sea and landed in the coast of Sir Lancelot's country, Sir Gawain ordered his knights to go through the nearer parts, burning the houses of the people and wasting their lands. This he did in order to enrage Sir Lancelot against the king, so that he would not listen quietly to any demand which the king might make of him. Word was brought to Sir Lancelot of the landing of King Arthur and the plundering and wasting of the land, but for some days he would do naught, for he was loath to take up arms against the king he loved and who had made him a knight. At length Sir Bors came to him, and with that knight were others, as Sir Lunel of the Break, Sir Magus of Pole, and Sir Alan of the Stones, with his six mighty brothers. My lord, Sir Lancelot, said Sir Bors, it is a great shame that we suffer them to ride over our lands, burning the homes of our folk and destroying the crops in the fields. Sir Alan also, who with his brothers were seven as noble knights as a man might seek in seven lands ere he might find a brotherhood as valiant and withal as courteous, spoke to the like purport, saying, Sir Lancelot, for the love of our land, let us ride out and meet these invaders in the field, for we have never been wont to cover in castles nor in towns. Then spoke Sir Lancelot, who was lord of them all. My fair lords, he said, ye wit well that I am loath to raise my hand against my own dear lord, and to shed the blood of Christian men. Yet I understand how it chafes you to stand by and see your fair land ruined by those that hate me. Therefore I will send a messenger to my lord Arthur, desiring him to make treaty with me. Then when we have his reply we will consider the matter further. A damsel was therefore sent to the camp of King Arthur, and she bore a message from Sir Lancelot. She was brought to Sir Lucan, who was the king's butler, and she told him whence she had come and why. Alas, said Sir Lucan, I fear you have made a long journey in vain, fair damsel. My lord King Arthur would quickly accord with Sir Lancelot, whom he loves, but Sir Gawain will not suffer him. Just then Sir Gawain happened to pass by, and he saw the maiden, 
and knew that she was not one of their party. He turned towards her, and his fierce eyes looked at her grimly sour. "'Whence come ye?' he said harshly. "'I come hither to speak with King Arthur,' said the maiden, "'for I bear a message from my lord, Sir Lancelot.' With an angry gesture, Sir Gawain seized her bridle and led her palfrey swiftly to the edge of the camp. "'Depart!' he cried harshly, "'and tell your master that it is idle for him to send to mine uncle. Tell him from me, Sir Gawain, that by the bow of my knighthood I will never leave this land till I or he be slain. Now go!' When this message was told to Sir Lancelot, the tears stood in his eyes, and he went apart and for that day the knights his comrades held their counsel. But they resolved that the next day they would prevail upon Sir Lancelot to issue forth and give battle. But in the morning, when they looked from the walls of the castle, they saw that Sir Gawain had crept up in the dawn, and now was the place besieged. Thereupon was fierce fighting, for Sir Gawain had caused ladders to be reared, and his knights strove to climb over the wall but were mightily beaten back by Sir Lancelot's party. Then the attackers drew off for a space, and Sir Gawain, well armed, came before the chief gate upon a stout steed. He shook his lance at the men over the gate, and cried, Where art thou, false traitor, Sir Lancelot? Why dost thou hide thyself within holes and walls like a coward? Look out now, thou timid soul, for when I may get at thee I will revenge upon thy evil body the death of my brother's twain. These shameful words were heard by Sir Lancelot, and all his knights and kin that stood about him, and they said, Sir Lancelot, now ye must be done with thy courtesy, and go forth and beat back those evil words upon his foul mouth. It is even so, said Sir Lancelot. But sorry I am, and heavy a spirit thus, to fight with him, who hath been my dear brother-in-arms so long, and whose brothers I did unwittingly slay, and much evil shall come of this. Then he commanded his strongest horse to be saddled, and bade his armour to be dressed upon him, and when he was fully armed he stood at the top of the gate and cried upon the king. My lord Arthur, he said, you that made me knight, Wit you well that I am right heavy that ever ye do pursue me thus. But now that Sir Gawain hath used villainous words about me, I must needs defend myself. Sir Gawain, seated upon his horse below, laughed grimly and cried upon the other. O oh, Lancelot, Lancelot, he said, what a man of his words. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.